What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Uh, Terrence, not joining us this week. Uh, he might still be banned from social media. Possibly, <laughs> again. I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, also, no appearance from Trey Green this week, whoever that gentleman happens to be. Totally unrelated yeah. to Terrence. Uh, yeah. Not being here, though. Um <laughs> We're debuting a new listener segment later in the show. That'll be at the end. Uh, a bit of news to talk about this week. So before we get into that, I would like to talk about a game that I didn't think that I would be playing. It's actually been a lot of fun. <laughs> really? And that's Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So <laughs> I've only done multiplayer so far, and I've probably played about six hours. Give or, uh, maybe not six hours, like four or five hours so far, give or take. Um, I've learned many things. Uh, playing games in, at 60 frames per second is fucking awesome. And almost <laughs> makes me wish that I had a PC to play Destiny at. I, so I could play that at 60 FPS. Um, Call of Duty plays very differently than Destiny. Much more differently than I remember. I, like, even as soon as my character started moving, you had the sway. I'm like, whoa. This is, this is, this is weird. Uh, and I found out that I, whatever skill I had back in the modern warfare days in Call of Duty, uh, is not there now. Uh, I am pretty <laughs> bad at Call of Duty. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a good time so far. Um, there's a lot of variety in the maps, uh, as far as the sizes go. Um, all I've played game mode wise so far is pretty much just control and, um, and Team Deathmatch. Uh, Team Deathmatch is probably the prior, the primarily what I've been doing. Uh, control is not like Destiny Control. Control is where you have to... It, it's it's an uh, offensive-defensive mode where the offensive team is trying to cap two points and the defensive team is trying to stop them and your team has a stock of lives. It's actually very similar to um, Survival and Destiny if you added control points to it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's been fun, man. Um, I'm I'm still unlocking new weapons and stuff like that. Uh, I do like the create a class feature that's in the game. I'm sure that's not new to Call of Duty, but it's new to me for Call of Duty where you can customize what uh, upgrades you put on your weapons and what perks you have active and stuff like that, and you're limited to having 10 of those things, um, but you can pick whichever 10 you want. Uh, I really like the specialist ability. So in, in, in Black Ops 4, you have your class that that determines what your loadout is as far as your weapons and, and items and stuff like that that you bring in with match. But then you have a specialist class that you pick before the match starts similar to Overwatch. And that gives you a unique secondary ability as well as a like super ability that you can do during the match. And one and my favorite one to you so far is uh, Prophet, I think is his name, because he has a... a um, like a mine that is that automatically like motors along the ground and seeks out mm -hmm. somebody. And when it catches them, it'll like electrocute them, which paralyzes them in place for five seconds. So if you're following the mine, you can get an easy kill uh, by mm -hmm. doing that. And then his super is he gets this gun that he pulls out that has like electromagnetic rounds that basically shocks an opponent. But if they're stacked up, the shock will chain uh, to other enemies and you can, you can get some easy kills that way. As well, so and, and there's ten different uh, specialists in the game, so lots of variety as far as that goes. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good time. Um, it's cool just kind of getting into it. I haven't messed with Blackout yet. Uh, I haven't done anything with zombies yet. I've heard Blackout is amazingly fun, um, so I'm looking forward to maybe get in with some squads to do that at some point. Is, is Blackout the uh, 
the, the uh, battle royale. Battle royale. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the battle royale mode. And you can do you can do solo. You can do duos. You can do uh, quads in that one. So I'll probably grab a few friends that are playing and and go in with some quads. Um, but yeah, it's been a good time so far. Uh, I'm I'm surprised at how much I've been enjoying it, even though I've been getting wrecked. Um, Destiny is ruining me as far as Call of Duty goes because I can't. So I keep double tapping circle because I think I have a dodge available to me, which I do not. <laughs> um, I keep I keep relying overly so on my radar, which is a terrible idea to do in Call of Duty unless there's a UAV <laughs> floating around. Um, and I always forget that melee cannot reach like three feet in front of me in Call of Duty. Like the dude has to be right yeah, in front of yeah. your face. <laughs> For melee to to not be anything but a whiff, so I'm getting used to going back and forth between the two games. Um, uh, that's fun, but it's been but it, like I said, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. I'll I'll stick with Call of Duty for a while um, here and there. Like it'll it'll be a my alt game. I'll definitely still be playing Destiny primarily, um, and I'll do some streaming. You guys will be able to see how terrible I am. Uh, if you want to be in the Dense Pixels Clan for Call of Duty, just put DPP in your hashtag, and uh, and you can. There's there's no clan benefits in Call of Duty, but if you want to rock with us, then uh, feel free to do that as well. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's Black Ops Four in a nutshell with the, the very little time. Do you have any questions about Call of Duty? Like so, so you said you've only done multiplayer, which would imply that there is a single player, but there is no single. No, player, there is not a campaign. Um, when I say multiplayer, I'm talking about the online uh, multiplayer, the the traditional Call of Duty multiplayer. Okay, like teams yeah, against each other. Correct. Okay, all right, all right. Um, well, I'm not getting it then, um, because I, li- I like those ridiculous stories, man. Like, they're, they're like Michael Bay movies. Hey, look, man, man they, I, they, they, they gave up the ghost. They're just like, look, no one's playing this shit anyway. So, uh, yeah. And look, I'm not mad at him. Um, uh, wow. You actually are having a decent time with it. Yeah. Um, that's good. Um, I'm, I'm just mainly curious about blackout. Like, cause with with Fortnite and all, uh, all that, you gotta you gotta like build shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Well, like, I don't. I, I don't think. Uh, and and we'll talk about this when we get down to question of the week. I don't think uh, Fort or Call of Duty's coming for Fortnite's launch. I think they're going after somebody else. So, but we'll we'll discuss that more. Don't read ahead in the docket. Okay. So. Yeah, Black Excellent. Black Ops Four halfway decent. Uh, if you are a lapsed Call of Duty fan and you're curious, check it out. I like it. All right, um, I'm playing. I'm still playing Assassin's Creed. I I gotta, I gotta finish Assassin's Creed because Red Dead comes out in like two weeks, a week less, and a half, less than two, two weeks, weeks actually, yeah, something like that. And uh, Red Dead, I'm getting it on my Xbox because apparently I pre-ordered it for the Xbox a long time ago. So uh, I'm getting that for that, so I can turn my Xbox on. I turned it on the other day because I had to watch a movie on my on my USB, and they redid all the avatars. So all the avatars, you had to you got to make them new. And why is it, that you know, still a thing? Does anyone? Give I have a fuck? no idea. I have no idea. But you can give like your avatars prosthetics and. Oh, and, okay. That 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 makes sense because Microsoft's really doubling down with the like the whole disabled gamer initiative, which is a good thing. And yeah, and, it's a and, very and good I'm, thing. And I'm good with the inclusion. I'm good with the inclusion. I just don't know why avatars are still a thing. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not disabled, but I'm sure disabled people aren't necessarily keen on avatars in the first place. But I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't know. 
Um, but that was weird. I made a guy that looks nothing like me because, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Red Dead. But uh, anyway, I'm playing Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed is going pretty well. Um, but here's the thing, right? Like, it's a long game, like seriously long. If I didn't buy that, that, uh, uh, XP boost, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, it would be, it would be a grind. Like the XP boost is doing a, a good job at keeping me where I need to be in terms of main story missions. But it feels like the game was originally balanced with the XP boost in mind. And then they just knocked, you know, all the XP that you get in the game by 50% so that you could, so that you should buy this, you know, permanent XP boost, this permanent XP boost that goes across all characters on your account for, you know, for an extra 10 bucks. Um, it sucks, man, because I paid 120 bucks for this game and I had to pay another $10 to get that. Like it, I don't know. Ubisoft, Ubisoft isn't slick. Like we talk about these companies and you know, the microtransactions that EA got caught with, like, it's just like, they're just the only ones that like really, I don't know why they are the only ones that people are shining a light on. They all do it. They all do it. All these major companies do it. And I guess I'm part of the problem because, I, you know, I bought into it. But I, I don't know, man. It just feels kind of, I feel dirty. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just feel kind of dirty. Like, I, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I really like the game. But I don't know where I'd be if if uh, I didn't have that XP boost that I had to pay an extra ten fucking dollars for. So, uh, I, look if you if you don't have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, I would just get the regular edition. You probably don't need the season pass. If you don't have it by now, there's no reason for you to buy the season pass because you're not, you know, it's it's already a long game. And by the time whatever comes out for the season pass comes out. Something better will be out, right? And um, but if you do get it, uh, maybe get it used. Get it used. Used games are what five, ten bucks cheaper. At and least, then and get, especially if you if you wait it out, be even cheaper. Ubisoft games go on sale all the time, so yeah, get get it used and then spend that extra ten bucks, uh, and you'll be happy. But isn't that still uh, reinforcing the bad behavior though? It is, and I don't know what to do because they're not going to stop, right? That's what I tell myself, right? Well, they're still going to do it. Like me not spending this extra $10 is not going to help. It's not going to prevent them, right? They're still going to do it, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't have the answer because I, I am legit part of the problem. That's interesting, uh, and I've, I've heard some people – do a little bit of hand wringing over this, but it hasn't been like a, the firestorm that you know we saw from a couple of games that came out last year. Yeah, even though it seems pretty close to being as egregious, like it's not quite like as egregious as Battlefronts, 
system right. was, but it's it's. I mean, putting putting a wall in there that you can be like, hey, you can go through this merciless grind, or give us ten dollars and we'll make it a little bit easier on you. That does seem a little. Uh, I guess maybe because it's a single player game and there's no there's no play to win aspect from a multiplayer standpoint. Maybe that's why people aren't as. Uh, I mean. It's a single player game, right? Yeah, but it's also full priced, man. Like, uh, you know, and I, my thing is, I, I, I am a loyal person to them. They don't care about me. I bought every one of these games on multiple systems. And if I spend 120 on this game, if you're gonna, if you're gonna like knock, 50% of the XP that you gain so that people have to buy this thing. I get it. You know, this company is in the, in the business to make money, but if I'm already buying your $120 super duper Uber, you know, Perseus cut off Medusa's head edition, maybe you could throw that my way. Maybe you could throw, uh, uh, 10 virtual dollars my way. And then I can decide whether or not I want to buy it. They in throughout the game, they give you uh, 200 helix credits, which is their currency. The cheapest thing you can get in the game is 250 helix credits. So if you want something, you still gotta buy more helix credits. Like it's it's odd, man. Well, the other thing it's, is too. I think I heard that you can buy the XP boosts with helix credits, but it's a temporary XP boost when you spend helix credits on it. Yeah, they have they have the permanent one, which is they have the permanent one, which is ten bucks, ten real bucks, right? And whatever helix credits, you that's how you buy things. You have to buy helix credits and then use those helix credits to buy whatever you want, no matter what it is. But they have uh, the ten dollar. Um, it, it's like it's like a thousand helix credits for the permanent boost, or for a two hour boost, it's two hundred helix credits. Like, or, or 250 or whatever. Wait, what? Uh, and and it's like, well, the, the mindset is, oh, well, I might as well spend the 10 bucks, right? Then I'll have it forever. But in actuality, your mindset should be, I shouldn't have to buy this in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm not, I'm trying not to get like the fly off the handle because it's my own fault, right? Like I, I knew what I was doing. And I'm part of the problem. So I don't know. It's just a weird conundrum that I'm in. And uh, this is why I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 understandable. Um, yeah, I wish. Bold move on them to go with progression-based uh, microtransactions in, in, in an era where more companies seem to be getting off of that train just because of, of all the bad PR it comes with. But then again, Ubisoft hasn't really been hit with much bad PR outside of normal people that are you know on the soapbox about it like jim sterling and folks yeah. like that so yeah <laughs> but it's a fun game man so I, I don't know buyer beware just know what you're getting into it's a fair point so uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we move on don't forget to go to youtube.com slash dense pixels click the red subscribe button if you've not done it yet and then click the bell icon that way you never miss when we upload a new episode, that includes the video episodes of this podcast, uh, which you may be watching right now. Uh, whenever we do live streams, stuff like that, uh, that'll be on there too. Uh, we, you know, do some game reviews here and there, that sort of thing. So again, youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be streaming some Call of Duty at some point here. 
uh, FIFA 19, so you guys can see me possibly waver on the line between going on tilt or not if I get uh, fucked over <laughs> playing Division Rivals and <laughs> Ultimate Team. So yeah, it's a good time. Um, also, don't forget, if you're not a premium member of the TNP Studios Network, all you have to do to remedy that situation is go to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today. It's just $5 a month or $50 for an entire year. And that gets you access to our premium slate of shows, which includes the Look Forward Political Podcast, the Airing of Grievances, Jay and Micah's Seinfeld Podcast, uh, the Men with the Golden Tongues, Micah and I's Spy Movie Podcast, and No Time to Bleed, our Action Movie Podcast. So again, that's densepixels.com slash premium. And when you get in there, uh, there's already over 300 hours of content for you to check out as well. And of course, uh, no matter what podcatching service you use, be it Spotify, Google Play, or sorry, Google Podcasts now, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or any app that streams podcasts to you, make sure you subscribe to all of the uh, TNP shows, which include this show, The Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions. And that way we will deliver them to you in the middle of the night like a podcast ninja while you sleep. Uh, new releases this week. Soul Calibur 6 coming to PlayStation 4. And Xbox One, Micah, your excitement level from zero to ten for Soul Calibur Six. Um, maybe uh, seven. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, Soul Calibur was never, you know, a game that's high on my priority, but I do enjoy playing it, and I know a couple people that will play it with me. Um, yeah, but you know, like it, it's. I've I've never been in deep into like Soul Calibur lore or whatever, you know what I mean. But it is a fun game, and I just want to play Maxi and swing nunchucks. Like that's all I really want to do is just swing nunchucks at people. I'm at a solid negative three. Uh, Lego DC <laughs> Super Villains coming out on all platforms uh, this week. For Honor, the Marching Fire Edition, which includes For Honor and all of its previous expansions, including the new one that's coming out, uh, comes to PS4 and Xbox One. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 coming to all consoles this week. Starlink Battle for Atlas, the game that's four years too late to the party, comes out to all consoles this week as well. This is the new Toys to Life game, and if you buy it on Switch, you can get Fox McCloud and his R-Wing as one of the toys that you can buy for it. Uh, The Hunter Call of the Wild 2019 edition, which they label as a Game of the Year edition, which I think we need to reassess our use of the term Game of the Year if the Hunter Call of the Wild has a Game of the Year version. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what fucking publication gave Hunter Call of the Wild their Game of the Year seal of approval, but it was a hunting <laughs> magazine. That shit doesn't count. Stop using Game of the Year. Just say Ultimate Edition or com- Complete Edition or so- stop using Game of the Year. I fucking I I have gone from not caring about that term to fucking hating it. I don't want anyone to use it anymore. <laughs> That's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Warriors Orochi Four coming to all consoles this week. Dark Souls Remastered comes to the Switch. Uh, the Dark Souls uh, trilogy coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And then Jackbox Party Pack 5 comes to all consoles this week as well. Some release date and new game announcements. Uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken, as of October 16th, will now include the Curse of Osiris and Warmind expansions. So no longer do you have to uh, be complicated as far as what, what things you need to buy for Destiny if you don't already have it. If you don't have the new expansion, all you need is Destiny 2 which you may have gotten for free on PS4 during September and the Forsaken expansion. And then you'll have everything you need to get started playing. Um, I'm actually a big fan of this change. I think simplicity in, in, uh, in offerings is always a good thing. Yeah. Ubisoft. What? <laughs> uh, something that nobody asked for, but it's happening anyway. Uh, Borderlands two VR. 
coming to PlayStation 4 December 14th. I don't know why this is happening. I'm pretty sure um, I'm pretty sure they saw the money that Bethesda was making from Skyrim VR. And they were I'm like, I'm pretty sure we want that. I'm pretty sure the uh the the chart that shows the sales figures for uh Battleborn uh they they saw it going straight to hell yeah. and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to recoup some money if we ever want to make that Borderlands 3." So, I guess this is some sort of last-ditch effort to try and drum up some capital. I can't imagine playing this game. In, in, I've I played this game so much. Right, it's a six-year-old game. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like it came uh, out last year and here's the VR update. No. I mean, I, I kind of hope it fails. I kind of hope it fails. I mean, is, are, do, you, do you really think that they're expecting it to be gangbusters? Like the VR, the yeah. VR install base is three million people right now. Do you really think they're going to sell like one and a half million, or that they I mean, think that? I mean, what else is out on VR? That's true. It's a fair, <laughs> it's a fair point. This is a full sixty dollars game, though. I think, as far as I, as far as I understand, what? I know. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, that's the shit they did. I mean, I don't know if you remember with Skyrim the year before they came out with the Skyrim HD collection. For sixty bucks, or, or HD version for sixty bucks, and then the next year the VR version was a separate purchase, also sixty dollars. So it <laughs> wouldn't shock me at all if they're doing this, and that, but that, and that's a little ridiculous. But more power to you. I mean, look, it would be cool, but I ain't playing that shit. Yeah, in VR <laughs> six years later, give me Borderlands three. How about that? Um, <laughs> Tetris Effect releases November 9th uh, for PlayStation VR and just regular PS4 as well, and then finally uh, Diablo three is getting a Nintendo Switch bundle. It is apparently exclusive to GameStop here in the U.S. Uh, comes out November 2nd. Uh, it being a Switch bundle, of course, you're still going to pay full fucking price for everything that's in there. comes with, comes <laughs> with the Switch and Diablo 3. It's $359.99. Uh, but the, the Switch dock is uh, unique, and the back of the Switch system has Diablo on it, and it comes with the Diablo 3 edition carrying case for your Nintendo Switch as well. So there is that. And there were some rumors that Diablo 3 was going to get crossplay, and then Blizzard nipped that in the bud uh, post-haste. So <laughs> no, no crossplay, at least as of right now, for, uh, for that. Oh. So oh. that is it for uh, release date new game announcements. I guess I'm taking Terrence's spot as well uh, for headlines here. Uh, a PSA that is no longer needed. Uh, there was a message hack that was going around on PSN that... Uh, Users were able to send a text message exploit to your uh, PlayStation inbox, which apparently bricked your console. Um, that has been fixed, actually. Sony has fixed that uh, hack. And they also said that if you were affected by it, you don't have to factory reset the console. It apparently um, just put it into a boot loop that could be fixed in five minutes. So the information's out there. Um, if you were afflicted by this, um, I, I changed my messaging options just to private, just to be on the safe side, just in case. Um, yeah, no one as did I. Yeah, no, no one that's not a, a friend of mine. I need to hear from anyway. Honestly, did you uh, before you did that? Did you get random messages from people? Um, occasionally, occasionally, like like you would get people trying to fucking fish you, right? We're, we're sitting there like, oh, well, you know, hey, we're Sony and we're just gonna give you a fifty dollar PSN card. All you gotta do is send us your so your username and password. I'm just like, what? Right, get the out fuck out of here. I would get, I would get people who had women as their avatars and and try to talk to you and i'm like one 
women don't like my ass. So what are you doing? <laughs> and I, I had a conversation with one, and then she's just like, "How you doing?" And I'm and I'm just like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I need an adult. <laughs> I, I would get those occasionally. Off. Like if it wasn't someone I knew, they were just like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'd just be like, "Block." Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you better get out of my face. Block man. and report. You are spam. <laughs> I do not want to speak to you. No, thank you. So, but yeah, but that uh, that that weekend of uh, of fear is ended. Um, Sony has fixed it, and uh, and even if you were affected, not that big of a deal. So, uh, Mike, our next story, our long national nightmare, is finally coming to an end. Finally, Turpitude seventy one can die the death. It deserves. <laughs> Online ID change is coming to PSN soon. It is apparently going to be entering the PlayStation preview program uh, very soon, where you'll be able to change your PSN ID finally. So much like Xbox and much like uh, much like drugs, the first hit is free. Uh, the first time you want to change your name, it is not going to cost you anything. Uh, after that, though, it will cost $9.99 each, unless you're a PlayStation Plus member, in which case it will only cost $4.99 each. Changes to the online IDs can be made through the settings menu or via the profile page of your PS4. And if you're worried that some of your friends don't know you in real life and they're going to see some random new ID and they'll be like, who the fuck is this guy? And, and defriend you immediately. Don't worry. You'll have the option to display your previous ID alongside your new ID so your friends can recognize you. But once you decide to make that choice, you cannot adjust it later. So you have to choose that up front or, uh, or not. So wait, you, once you change it, you can't change it back? Well, no, so one, once you say, hey, I'm going to change my name, but I also want people to see my old name on my profile page so they know who I am, that mm. can't be undone, apparently. What? <laughs> I, 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 don't ask me why. What's the point of changing your name, then? I, I don't <laughs> like, know. If the old name is still going to be there. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, don't think know. it displays next to your name, like, when you're in a game or something, but I think if they go to your profile page, it'll be like, formerly, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, all right, all right. Like, like the real name thing. Yes. Yeah. Very, okay. Very similar. So, uh, good. Yeah. This is a long time coming, man. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy that they it took this long, and, and I, I found out why. By the way, so apparently, the reason that Microsoft's been able to do this forever is because when when you sign up for an account on Xbox, you're actually assigned like a number, and that's how Microsoft servers see you. And then your your username or your gamer tag is just like the front facing thing of it, how other people see it. But to Microsoft, you're always that like randomly assigned number that you get assigned. So on the back end, it didn't matter that you could change your name a million times because you were still the same ID. But PlayStation yeah. actually had everything locked to your actual username that you had on PS on on PSN. <laughs> wow! Right? Because <laughs> they weren't forward thinking. Because because they because they you know rolled this out in 2006 when the PS3 came out. And yeah, they, they, they rolled this out in an era where people didn't have social security numbers. Like, cause that's all that is, right? It's just like the Microsoft thing is essentially a social security number and then you can change your name any way you want. Right. Like that whole concept has been around for a very long time. I'm very curious as to why no one thought to do that yeah. on Sony's end. So apparently the feature will be compatible with any PS4 game that was originally published after April 1st, 2018, and a large majority of the games that were published before then. However, not all games are guaranteed to support the change. Um, it says when the feature rolls out to everybody, they'll have a list 
of games that are compatible that were published before April 1st, 2018. And it does say that if for any reason you experience any issues after changing your ID, you can revert back for your old ID to your old ID for free uh, at any time. <laughs> so, I mean, at least they're being upfront about that so that people aren't shitting on them when it inevitably breaks with some randomly obscure game. I don't think any major game is going to have any problems, but I'm sure there's some small, um, like indie games that might have some issues. Yeah. I would think as well. So yeah, this is very exciting. Um, I've been waiting forever to change my name on all platforms uh, until Sony did it because I didn't want to change it on one console and not everywhere else. Because uh, yeah. I I created that name when I was eighteen, and it just followed <laughs> it just followed me around forever, and I don't really want to use it anymore. Now, where did that name come from? That Micah is because I used to be a huge fan fan of Maryland football. And so okay. they are, of course, the Maryland Terrapins. And so they had and my uh, my father-in-law, he wasn't my father all the time. My father-in-law used to watch Maryland games and uh, in, in a drunken stupor because he likes his drink. I uh, used to be like, give him some turpitude, boys. <laughs> and so that is where the name originated. 71 is my favorite number. Um, <laughs> and there we have turpitude 71. Oh shit! So. That is hilarious because I figured the Terp thing, yeah. right? But I didn't know what the itude was, and then I was like, "All right, well, maybe it's Terrapin attitude, right? Like some sort of." It is. You are. You are. You are correct. It is, it is literally <laughs> shorthand for Terrapin attitude. Uh, born of <laughs> born of my father in law's uh, rantings <laughs> at the television, and uh, and yeah, so it's uh, so, but that's finally going to go away. Pretty sure we're going to go with Dense Pixels Brad or something along those lines, assuming someone doesn't take it. <laughs> Don't you dare take it, you pieces of shit. I know you're listening. So Yeah, because you don't want to be DP Brad. Like, no. That's not... <laughs> no I, I, I have to be super, super conscious of that at all times. Because like when, like like on the on the Wii, on the when I when I got my Switch, like my 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 nickname on there is is DPP Brad. And I was gonna do DP Brad, and I was like, you know what? Probably not a good idea. Because that could be inferred uh in a very different manner. <laughs> also also have to be careful because one of the other names I like to use, and I use this in FIFA, is uh is a play on the phrase that's so spursy, uh, which is to indicate something when you when you fuck up something that should have been well in hand, uh, named for my mm-hmm. beloved Tottenham Hotspur. But I can't put a space between the TS and the Spursy because that also not associated with me personally. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So, yeah. So looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, it's about fucking time, PlayStation. About fucking time. Uh, oh, finally, man. in headlines, uh, Microsoft apparently, reportedly, on the verge of purchasing Obsidian Entertainment. A source says uh, via Kotaku that three people briefed on the negotiation says it's not a matter of if, or sorry, not a matter of when, wait, I'm sorry, not a matter of if, but when this happens. Michael, what do you think about Microsoft purchasing a studio best known for remaking, using other people's engines, but shitting all over their own products when they make them? <laughs> sounds like Microsoft this generation is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, you know, when they said uh, that they were going to, they they made a declaration, a bold declaration to, you know, get more studios under their uh, umbrella, uh, if not outright buying them. Um, we'll see, man. 
you know, maybe Obsidian can, maybe next generation Obsidian can, can come out of the shadow of Bethesda and, and, uh, or Bioware and make something of, of legit quality instead of just like being the, the Kmart brand, being the great value KOTOR or the great value Fallout. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not confident about this at all. <laughs> um, I mean, this is, I mean, look, this is another, another high profile studio, uh, that Microsoft is probably the highest profile studio, honestly, uh, that Microsoft's looking to acquire. And look, there's, we we're shitting on them. There's talented developers over there. Um, people with lots of experience in the industry. So it, it's a good move. Like it's not a bad move to. You know, to 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 pick up a studio of this stature in your in your first party stable, um, but but yeah, make a game that's awesome that you made the engine for, not uh, you know, not just <laughs> not just making Fallout New Vegas or Nice the Old Republic Two or whatever the you know whatever other fucking games they they came out with. Right. So. Um, I will give them credit too for for them. So people asked them to comment on the rumors, Obsidian, and Obsidian did say that the rumors album by Fleetwood Mac still holds up today. In response to the rumors, that is a high quality uh, deflection on the, on their end. So, and uh, yeah, believe it or not, that is it for the headlines this week. Before I turn the reins to Micah, just a reminder: whenever you buy anything from Amazon, big or small, do us a favor: go to www.densepixels.com/amazon because it will take you to Dense Pixels Amazon storefront where you pay the same low prices on anything that you buy from Amazon.com, but we get a small percentage of the sale. It is the best and easiest and cheapest way to support your favorite video game podcast. So again, that's densepixels.com slash Amazon. Thank you for those of you that use our link. And if you haven't, give it a shot. It's way easier to type than the nerdpocalypse.com slash Amazon. I, I still misspelled. <laughs> Not worked there. <laughs> um, Brad, did you know that... The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. I was aware of that. Did you know that water makes things wet? I've heard that, but I'd have to check with uh, to see what the political agenda of the scientists that allege that is <laughs> before I could believe if it's true. I have to check her. I have to check her ancestry myself. Otherwise, I don't believe that she's <laughs> Pocahontas. <laughs> Fucking ignorant ass president. Um, what you, I bet what you did not know is that Sony is actually planning on releasing a successor to the wildly popular video game system. I am shocked. This is, I am, I am super shocked. You have shocked me. You, I'm so glad that I'm sitting down because I'm so shocked by this news. That I would have just passed out and fallen over had I been standing on my feet. This is the face of a guy who is shocked at this news. <laughs> yes, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, with the fifth anniversary of the PlayStation 4's debut, Sony has confirmed what was highly doubted that it is, in fact, developing a successor to the console. Quote from Kenishiro Yoshida. President and CEO of Sony. Uh, at this point, what I can say is that it's necessary to have a next gen to have next gen hardware. 
Uh, Yoshida did not name the console, uh, so there's no information yet on whether it will officially be called PlayStation 5. Spoilers. Um, it will. What if, what if it's not? It right? will. Like, are you kidding? Like, like they're just no, going to, like, after just, four, they're going to be like, ah, let's just buck the naming convention. I no mean, problem. But, I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what their competitor did, right? And look at how well they are. And I know why they did it, right? Because they're like, oh, we don't want Xbox 2 and PlayStation 3 because people would think Xbox 2 is lesser than because literally the number is lower. But let, let's just, in a wild, wacky world, like let's say Sony's movie division is also the console naming division. And then <laughs> they just say, oh, well, it's, uh, it, let's just call it, you know, PlayStation New. I let's would- call it PlayStation. PlayStation uh, v, v, and then just in parentheses, Vita. I would I would bet any amount of money that I have that it's going to be PlayStation Five. Why? Of course, would it, it is. not be? Of course it is. Of course it's going to be called the PlayStation Five. Like I would, you know, how Nintendo gives code names to the systems like Dolphin or whatever bullshit they have. Like like. Uh, d- don't even code name it. It's called the PlayStation Five, right? Like, like, like the what are they going to call it? The fucking new PlayStation, but like NU with an umlaut over it. Like, no, that's not <laughs> that's not happening. It is going to be the PS Five, absolutely. And, my, and Microsoft um, will probably call theirs like it's the Xbox Infinity. It's the Infinity. It doesn't need a number. It goes on forever. It's the Infinity. Right. Like, get out of here. Man. Um. There's also no word on a release window, although John Codera the CEO for Sony Interactive Entertainment, uh, that's the official name of the company's gaming division, suggests that May, uh, that in May, that the next PlayStation is at least three years away. So he said that back in May. Uh, he said that we're going to take this time to get ready, you know, crouch down for two seconds, press up and kick, and give you the flash kick of a lifetime with this brand new console that we don't know what we're naming it yet, even though it's the fifth iteration of a console line called PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation New. So, so what's yeah. interesting here is they're in a really good spot right now with PS4. Mm-hmm. And you would think that with that, you know, mindset, they're not going to rush to market with this until the tap starts to dry up for PS4. Because why would they need to if they're still selling PS4s hand over fist? And right now they're over 81 million uh, as of right now. It's already beaten the PS3, if you can believe that. Lifetime. Um, there is no rush. Uh, this is going to be PS4 is going to be a hundred million console seller when it's all said and done, which is no nothing to sneeze at. Um, so they're not in a rush. But that being said. Their closest competitor probably will be. And you can't wait too long and let Microsoft have exclusive uh, domain over the next gen marketplace uh, before you run it out there. So, so they're in a weird spot right now where they'd like to be able to dictate terms and dictate when the console releases, but they might not be able to, uh, depending right. on how Microsoft rolls out the next Xbox. Especially because I, you know, you say what you want about Microsoft, but, you know. They're not taking this line down. They're not taking this generation line down. And um, I don't. I won't say that they will. That I think they'll rush to market with the next box. But uh, you better believe that thing is coming sooner rather than later. So we'll see. But yeah, I don't know why that's news. You know, if Sony will participate in next gen. 
here's here's what I do know. Uh, I, I suspected when that article released that within the next several days, uh, I would have many, let's call them uninformed individuals <laughs> telling me that the PlayStation 5 was be, would be releasing this year. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, in my, in my travels, in my, uh, in my dealings with the everyman, uh, they did. <laughs> because reading comprehension, not for everybody. No, I saw it though. I saw it though. <laughs> no, I saw it. I saw it. They said they said that they was making a PlayStation Five. Uh, sir, you've been saying that for a year and a half now. But no, it's coming like now though. Like I want to pre-order it right now because it's coming out in December. What? Get out of here. Speaking of getting out of here, that's not what uh, Rockstar tells its employees. <laughs> no, you can't get out of here. You got to keep your ass here for 100 hours a week. Look, I uh, I know sometimes you struggle with the segues. You're not the segue master <laughs> like I am. But uh, it's very good. Oh, thank you very that's much. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so Vulture published an in-depth look at the making of Red Dead Redemption 2, and one line in particular stood out to a number of game developers. Quote, uh, we are working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018. Uh, lead writer Dan Hauser explained, in, in an industry plagued by the crunch, which is a term that describes overwork and enforced, often unpaid overtime, particularly towards the end of a project, it was a disappointing revelation. Um, yeah, everybody, you know, he made this comment, you know, and he made it in a in a prideful way, right? Like we're we are working so very hard on this. Uh one quote he said, if you if you look at the script for Red Dead uh 2, uh if you stack them, if you stack the eight and a half by eleven papers up, the script would be eight feet high. Like we're we're really busting our ass to give this this quality game and we're we're working we're working 100 hour weeks just to make sure that this game is good for you right but then all that shit backfired because it's like wait a minute yeah to be you to be fair to him i'm pretty sure this interview was conducted before like the whole telltale situation reared its head but uh (laughs) at the same time man read the room my guy (laughs) right yo (laughs) good lord that I mean, what 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 were you expecting the response to that quote to be? He was expecting, "Wow, I can't believe like they're they're really working really hard. This game must be amazing, right?" But you can't you can't say that with people who actually you know are in the industry, like who 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 work. And I see a bunch of snarky ass comments from. You know, people probably of my generation who are like, well, stupid millennials complaining about a a 40-hour work week. Well, one, no, they're not working 40 hours. They're working, you know, 100-hour work weeks, uh, you know, collectively. Um, you shouldn't have to, you know, be – you shouldn't have those those uh, limits placed on you, man. Like – well, it all, and also too, this is this is from the same company that back in 2010, there were some reports that surfaced that said that employees working on the original uh, Red Dead Revo- uh, Red Dead Redemption were working like 12 hour days, six days a week, 
at points. Yeah. It's not good. And that's not that's not cool, man. No. That's that's not cool. My dad, you know, he worked he's a he has a tremendous work ethic. He would have been an excellent slave because he has a <laughs> tremendous work ethic, right? Uh, but he would work he would work uh two 16-hour shifts uh a week, mandatory. And he got paid for them, but like it takes a toll on you, man. See, that's the thing. Like if you're if you're being if you're being paid hourly and you're being compensated for your time, then you want to work a hundred hour week, go right ahead. Do it. Enjoy yep. enjoy your fucking twenty hours of time and a half, and then you're double OT for the rest of it. Because right. that shit's ridiculous. But game developers aren't hourly employees. They are salaried. They're usually contracted. And the contract says, you know, you, you work here for an X X amount of time and you're gonna do and you're gonna finish the game. Now, right. I will play devil's advocate. So it, with, with, with Red Dead Redemption 2 specifically is being published by Take-Two Interactive. Take-Two Interactive is a publicly traded company. So they do have obligations. They have financial duties that they have to meet with their stockholders, with their shareholders, with their board. And when they set a release date and they're expecting a certain influx of revenue to come in from a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 that's coming out, they have an obligation to meet that schedule. So when they say, hey, this game's coming out October 26, 2018, then the shareholders say, okay, we're going to go ahead and, or, or people that want to buy stock in Take-Two say, okay, we're going to you know, buy stock before you know, the Take-Two, before Red Dead comes out, because then when the game comes out, the stock's going to increase because they're going to be getting a shitload of money, and we're going to make money from this. So in one respect, yes, I understand why you have this firm, why we have release dates in the game industry, especially for these larger companies. And, and they have to be that way because if you want, you know, continued good games coming out, AAA titles coming out, then you need continued investment into these industries. So that's why something like this has to happen. That said, this should never happen in any game studio anywhere. <laughs> no, it really fucking should. Now, Dan Hauser then, after all the blowback today, came back and said, well, I, let me clarify. Like, I, It's not everybody on the team that's working these 100-hour weeks. It's me and a bunch of the writers, and it's totally voluntary. And, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying to say that you know, we're, we have bad work conditions and we don't expect everyone to do this and, and this, that, or the other, and blah, 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 and, and you know, we're trying to make the company a great place to work and this, that, or the other. And you know what? He might be right. Maybe not everyone on the team is pulling 100-hour weeks getting Red Dead Redemption 2 ready to go. But I bet you a bunch of people on the team are pulling 65, 70 hour weeks towards the crunch yeah. time session to get Red Dead Redemption 2 ready to rock and roll. I bet you that they're working more than their, you know, 40 hours that I would imagine they're supposed to work for stuff like this. And yeah. it's just it's we've talked about it on the show before. I just don't know what you do because it's 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 hard to outside of hiring more people which doesn't necessarily solve the problem in, in a lot of respects. Um, I don't know what you do because, because you got to meet these deadlines, but at the same time, you're, you're trying not to kill people. So what do you do? Right. Like it's, I don't know, man. And the, 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 the only solutions that I can come up with are, you know, in favor of the employees. I mean, you know, one, hire these people, don't contract them out. Or, you know, like everyone has talked about, um, you know, there needs to be a union 
when it comes to in the video game industry when it comes to these developers. I don't I don't think that's the silver bullet that everyone thinks it is though. I, I think it'll get workers better compensation in, right. in, ter- in terms think, of these things. Yeah, but it's not gonna stop crunch from happening. Right. It's not gonna stop that right. Like you're gonna you are going to negotiate a certain level of crunch in your you know it won't prevent it from happening. It might get you a little bit of money, but uh, you know it's still going to happen. So I, I don't know what the solution is. And and you know, no major company is gonna gonna hire unions anymore. Like they're not going to allow that to happen. They're not going to risk a, a strike at you know a month before the game is supposed to go gold. Like they're just not going to. So I don't I don't know what you do, man. I don't I don't know what you do. I mean, I I, I see a lot of uh, rhetoric from people that have the best of intentions, and um, you know they 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 wanna they wanna live in this utopian world, right? Where where people do what they're supposed to do, and oh, it's management's fault. It's management's fault. Well, there's always somebody above that person, man, and there's always somebody with a business degree that knows how to make money. Like people forget that these companies, they're not here to make games per se. Like the companies are there to make money. And which is why you see very little risk with major developers, just like in every industry, just like in the movie industry and in, in, in any industry. So these people are here to make money. So I just don't, you're right. I, I, I don't know what you do. And again, people are like, "We'll just hire more people," but it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Like it's it's easy to say, "Hey, Corporation X, just make less profit," but right. Corporation but X no. is not going to willingly make less profit. Like that's just not going to happen. Right. Like, I, and I'm not. I'm not equating, but I am equating. I'm not equating. You know, the average person to a corporation. But you tell somebody, "Hey, like I, I, I." do well for myself. Me and my wife, we do well for ourselves, right? Somebody tells me, hey, um, make less money and, you know, maybe hire, yeah, hire a maid or something like that. No, yo, I'm not I'm not gonna do something that will prevent me from making as much money as I can. I'm just not. It, it's not it's not how we're brought up in, in America. I just I don't know, man. I don't know. Because there is no easy answer. And I get really pissed when someone is just like, just hire new people. Just hire more people. Just hire more people so that you can fire them later. Just right. And, 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 and yeah, and to your point, that's exactly what would happen. Like you would literally right. be just hiring temporary contractors. And then as soon as the game comes out, now, now Rockstar is laying off, you know, 300 people. Right, and then they look like assholes. Section. Right, so you're da- and and so the and so the other solution is all right. Well, we charge a hundred dollars for Red Dead Redemption Two. Well, then you ain't gonna, right. then you ain't gonna sell fucking you know thirty million copies of the game when it's all said right. and done because because there because there are gonna be plenty of people out there like I'm paying hundred dollars for fucking Red Dead Redemption, even though exactly. you you know those people fucking spent two hundred hours playing Grand Theft Auto Online. It's just right. the, it's the mental hurdle of you know spending that much money on one game. Right. It's like the whole, you know, man, like, like people, uh, ooh, your phone should be manufactured in America because we're American and we use these phones. And like, well, guess what? These phones already cost a thousand dollars and they're made in China. Like, are you going to pay three thousand dollars for it? No, that's a motorcycle. 
I, I'm just like there are there are no easy solutions, and when people throw out some BS, you know, all you have to do is this. Like it really gets me upset because you don't know how the world works. No, it's and that's and that's the thing. Like there, there's never, never a one a one shot solution to fix this stuff. It's a complicated issue. It requires a lot of nuance and it requires a lot of adult thinking. Um, right. But yeah, I just it's 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 a tough one to solve because again, companies have de- have deadlines they have to meet, and I don't think anyone wants to you know grind their workforce in the ground and it, and it's also counterproductive um because people when they're working that much they're not working at the same level that they could be because people are human and they get tired and when you don't when you can't rest and disengage and and not not just physically but mentally as well then your your right. performance is going to suffer and they know that but at the same time it's like well but we got to get the game shipped and right. that's just what it is so it's i mean it's it's a good thing that this seems to be it, it seems to have taken a turn, and it seems like there's enough people talking about it that more stuff will be done about it. But if, if but if you're saying like one you know one day there will be no crunch in the game industry whatsoever, you are kidding yourself. Like there's no there's yeah. no way to avoid it as long as there are hard deadlines that have to be hit for these re- release dates. Right. Well, we'll just don't have a hard deadline. Like not like doesn't it doesn't work, work that like way. that. Yeah, yo. It doesn't do work it, like so. that. I need to make a certain amount of money by the end of June. Like, like that's it. I need to make a certain amount of money this quarter. Uh, so, you know, there, there are no easy solutions. Anyway, um, that's it for uh, top stories. Well, we're uh, for question of the week. We're we're gonna debut a new segment that's called the Dense Pixels Post Office. So we put on our Facebook page uh, to ask us your video game related questions, and we would curate uh, a specific number of them and read them and answer them on the show. I know what you're thinking out there. You're saying to yourself, how is this different than what do you people want? And it's a fair question. Uh, fuck you. That's why. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's different because we're keeping it game, game specific and because we're not reading every question. We're just going to pick the ones that we think uh, are the most interesting and will spur the most discussion. And, and we will answer them from there. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to roll with it. I think this will be a success and I think this might be just what we do going forward, uh, for most question of the weeks. And then we'll still throw in what do you people want every now and then? Cause we like your crazy off the wall, non game related questions. Cause they're fun. Yeah. They're fun. Uh, but let's start with Jake who asks us, what are the odds that black, that call of duty Four blackout? Blah, I can't talk today. Call of duty black ops Four blackout mode either kills off PUBG or forces them to step up their game substantially. Because across the board, this game is far superior, which is very unlike Call of Duty as of late. Wow, uh, far superior. I I think that uh, I I when so when, oh, before when you said, "Hey, is this game going to go toe to toe with Fortnite?" and I said, "I don't think that Fortnite's the the game they're coming for," and that's because I think PUBG is the game that Black Ops was was coming for because PUBG is of course the one that's a little bit more traditional military feeling. And without the building, without the colorful, you know, skins and all this other bullshit uh, that Fortnite has. And I think Fortnite's going to live on its own because Fortnite can. But I do actually think that PUBG could put a serious hurting on uh, or or Blackout could put a serious hurting on PUBG. And I think it will force them to really take a step back and look at what their game is uh, in order to hang around in this space. Because we haven't heard a lot about PUBG for several months. When that used yeah. to be the game that nobody could stop talking about, breaking records left and right and doing all this stuff. Now it's Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. 
and now it's blackout is fucking awesome and ain't nobody talking about PUBG and that's a problem for PUBG. Is uh PUBG still in early access beta? No, it's it is now it is now officially released on on all platforms that it's released uh, on. So okay. no no more early access nonsense. And also too, and really PUBG kind of has themselves to blame for this. They backed the wrong horse um by going Microsoft exclusive for console. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Was it timed exclusive or just flat out exclusive? For, as far as anyone knows, flat out exclusive for now. Wow. For now. So that was dumb. Um, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, as much as people, as much as like the hipster crowd doesn't want to admit that they're graphics whores, like we all are a little bit of a graphics whore, right? And if you take PUBG and make it look like Call of Duty, like you, like it's, I don't, I don't know, man. And, and it's the, the call of duty name. You know what I mean? Like one, it's got a built in base, right? Like it's, it's call of duty. And apparently the mode is actually good. Yeah, man. Like I don't think they do come back from this. I wouldn't be shocked. It, it, It honestly wouldn't shock me at all if that was the case. And that's unfortunate for them, and I think that they that would be a spectacular that would be a spectacular uh, thing to kind of pick apart years after the fact to kind of analyze like what could they have done differently. And I mean, honestly, I think that the Xbox exclusivity was really, I think that'll be looked back at as you know the the uh, what what does Andy always say? I could never. I could never remember that. Uh, this will be looked upon uh, as the moment that uh, PUBG something or other. I can't remember, but it's 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 funny. Yes. I, so I, I can't remember his turn of phrase he likes to use. Um, but yeah, that I think I think that blackout is going to put some pressure on it, and uh, and we'll see what happens because people are really raving about this mode, and uh, that that doesn't spell good news for PUBG. No, it does not. Um, Stewart says. What real world locations that haven't been covered in a triple A open world game would you like to see get that treatment? So I picked this because uh, I, I I adore open world games. Like I I will throw on uh, Assassin's Creed uh, just to walk around, like not walk around, but just to like fuck around in it. Right? I'll I still boot up Grand Theft Auto Five every once in a while just to walk around California. Um. So yeah, um I got 3. Okay. Um you know, with Assassin's Creed, everybody's like when are you going to go to Japan, bro? When are you going to go to Japan? And uh, that series doesn't necessarily need it, but I would like to see them do a if if they were going to bring Assassin's Creed in a modern age, uh I would like to see them go to Singapore. Uh, Singapore is, uh, apparently beautiful. Jay and his wife have been to Singapore, uh, and they love it. Uh, the idea of, uh, an assassin jumping off of that boat hotel that they have is just amusing to me. And it's, and it's Asian, right? Like you get your, you get your Asian city that, hasn't been in an in a in a triple A Assassin's Creed game. Um but you know they they won't do it because you know they they're they're all about history and whatnot. So but 
Um, another city that I think would work is Amsterdam. Amsterdam is just kind of cool, man. Um, you have unique characters. Now, I don't know what type of game this would be. Like, uh, this wouldn't be an Assassin's Creed game. I would want a game that, that, um, that has a lot of character to it, right? It's got, uh, it's, you could smoke weed there. Like, we went into a shop and, and it wasn't a weed shop, but they just had weed there, right? Like, they had candy with weed in it and just, just, Weed on the walls and shit, right? Then me and my wife, we walked down the red light district and saw a couple of prostitutes in the window. Like, it's, I don't know, man. That city's got personality. I see why potheads want to go there. It's fun. It's not that big. You could probably do a one to, you can do a, a, a scale, you know, replica of the entire city. Um, I think it's fun. And uh, last, you know, the, the, a bit of a homer, uh, close to home. Uh, Baltimore is my home, but uh, D.C. is my surrogate home. I think uh, Washington, D.C. And I would love to see uh, a Grand Theft Auto game uh, in the vein, in, in like in set in Washington, D.C. with with the incompetence that's running the country right now. <laughs> is this not perfect fodder? For a Grand Theft Auto style game, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on Washington D.C. because I would not want to spend half the game in traffic. The <laughs> and if you ever have to get on the 495, you are fucked. Right <laughs> my, it's my only it's my only pushback on that. And yeah, 495, man, it's always crowded. No matter what, it's three in the morning. It's just a bunch of cars on it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> But uh yeah, those are those are the three that uh come to mind uh for me uh, that I would like to see. I have three, um, and they're all basically architecture related. Mm-hmm. Um the first one is Rio, because I think like a game like Assassin's Creed hopping around like favelas and shit like that would be would be interesting. Um yeah. and Rio has a lot of character uh with it as well. Uh my second one is Bruges uh, in say, much in the same vein as your Amsterdam part of it. I think that Bruges has a very cool uh, like architecture style, very old world look to it. Uh, not ever thought about because Belgium's not, you know, it's a forgotten country in a lot of ways, just in terms of like the big countries in the world. Um, but, I, but I love Bruges. I think it's got, it's a really cool looking city. I've never been, but I mean, just this is from fiction and stuff like that. And then the third one um, would be Shanghai. Which looks like a fucking techno Marvel universe. Everyone always mentions Tokyo um, yeah. as being that one. No, Shanghai is where you'd want to go if you want a fucking crazy futuristic looking city. Because right. they got tall buildings everywhere. Right. People say Tokyo just because, you know, they're all anime fans and they know Shibuya Station and that's it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Tower, bro. Like, all right. But no, nah, there are other places. Uh, those are good. Yeah. So, um, uh, I changed uh, my second one uh, to Trey, the real Trey, not that fake Trey, um, who says, is it really outrageous for games to have story-driven DLC announced before the game is released, or is that just something that punk-ass bitch like a, uh, <laughs> that a punk-ass bitch like Lamont would be mad about? Um, yeah, I think it is something that uh, a punk-ass bitch like Lamont would be mad about. Look... I I understand why you think 
why people who poo-poo this, I understand why they think that way. But come to they they think that way because they're like, oh well, you're just you're it's on the disc, bro, and you're you're not you're 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 locking me out of the game, bro. And you're not, it's not finished, bro. It's not finished. Why don't you just release it when it's finished? I'll just wait for the game of the year edition, um, uh, a year from now so that I'll get everything like, uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. That, that's not, that's not what it is. Okay. They, they, they announced that stuff to entice you to buy it, knowing that once you beat it in 10 hours, there still will be something to play, right? You still have an option for stuff. I just, I don't know why people get bent out of shape about it. Like Soul Calibur, like they have, um, they have Tira was announced as DLC before the game, before, before the main roster was released, right? Before the entire main roster was released. And, um, people got bent out of shape, man. Like, they're like, whoa, whoa, why are you advertising the, the DLC first? Is she done? Is she done, bro? Like, what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you people want. What do they want, Brad? Well, so this goes back to similar to the crunch conversation. You have to have an adult outlook on this. Look, story, especially story-driven DLC, takes a lot of time to make. And it, it's, a, it's a weird balance between making the story DLC so that's ready to go and releasing it in a timely fashion in, in relation to the main game coming out. Like you right. can't, you can't be like, all right, well, because we got to be fair, we, we can't start work on this DLC until after the game releases, but then it's going to take six months to finish it. And then six months later, we're going to sell. Yeah. If you wait six months, chances are the, the amount of DLC you're going to sell pretty low because six months is a lifetime in the video game industry. And people have moved the fuck on from your game and traded that shit in by the right. time you get there. So as I, I'm fine with it as long as it's like uh, the, the, the one that I go back to that is the most egregious is the Assassin's Creed 2 DLC. They rip that shit from the game. Like there's literally a part in the yeah. game where you're yeah, like, they... oh, I, I, I got a memory lapse. And then two years later, the story picks back up again. And the DLC yeah. was those two missions that you pass over. So that that is literally taken from the game. And that is a thing to be justifiably upset about. But if it's story content that is either additive to the main story, like like you have a resolution with the main story, and then there's new content that draws from it, but it's a new story, or if it's completely unrelated, uh, like the Spider-Man stuff seems to be, I don't understand why you'd have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't, and that's exactly what I was thinking of, is Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man is a contained story that from start to finish, you get you can get everything you want out of that story without having to buy the you know the three packs or whatever and that's just like bonus stuff but they have to let you know that it's coming because like you said they're not gonna wait for to ship the game wait for sales figures realize oh maybe people really like this stuff then decide to start developing stuff like that's that doesn't work man right and again this is one of those things we go back to and some people disagree with the sentiment and you're welcome to disagree with it, but if you want games to cost $60, you need to be willing to accept downloadable content that you can pay for after the fact. And I'm not saying that you have to buy that DLC. You're more than welcome not to, but somebody will, and the, and a lot of people will. And the fact that a lot of people do is what allows you, the person who doesn't want to buy any additional content, to continue paying $60 for your game. Because again, companies aren't just going to make less money. 
Right. Like that's not going to work that way. So, so yeah, I'm not, I don't think it's outrageous when done correctly. And again, there are times where it's not, um, Prince Persia was another one that they literally put the ending of the game in post launch content that you had to buy. That's fucked up. That was fucked up. That's fucked up. Don't do that. But if it's, if it's additional story, if it's additive and if it doesn't detract from the main experience, then do what the fuck you want. And if you don't want to buy it, don't fucking buy it. Yeah. Same thing with fighting games, yo. Like the, the the people that complain the most are uh people who play fighting games, right? The casuals who play fighting games. Uh who feel they're being gypped out of a complete game because uh you know a, a character is not included in the main roster. Um nah man, like chances are you aren't like a hardcore fighting game person to begin with, if you're complaining about this and like, just don't just don't buy it or like you're an adult, like make a decision. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, it feels like people just like to complain. And I realize I say that as I am complaining about people who complain a lot, but it just, it, I, I'm dumbfounded by it. That's all. <laughs> So our last question comes from Mark, uh, who asks, are there any games out there that at full price are making you go, but as soon as they go on sale, you're snapping up. And when can we get a Trey Green guest host appearance? Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, to answer your second question first, uh, if Terrence ever gets banned, uh, suspended temporarily from uh, TNP Studios, Trey Green might end up on the podcast at some point. But we're I'm, no- dying. I'm dying to hear what Trey Green sounds like. <laughs> I'm hoping he don't sound like a black guy from New York. I'm, I'm really hoping Trey doesn't sound like a black guy from New York. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, are there, are there any games out there that at full price are making you go now, but as soon as you go on sale, you're snapping up? Um, I don't know of any games that are like released right now that I'm waiting to go on price, but I do this shit all the time. All yeah. the time. Now, there, there's, a, there's a concept in economics uh, called personal worth and personal worth is literally the price that you specifically would pay uh, for a specific item because that's what you value the item at. And that's going to be different for everybody. And there are several games out there for some people that are like, this is a $60 game. I'm willing to pay $60 for this and I'm more than happy to buy it on release day. And there's some people that can take a look and say, I, I want to enjoy this game. I think it's going to be fun, but I sure as fuck ain't paying $60 for it, but I'll pay $30 for it. And then they'll buy it when it goes on sale for 30 bucks. So yeah, I do that shit constantly all the time. Uh, as do I, uh, perfect example, fist of the North star. I, I would like to play that game. I trust Terrence's opinion. It, 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 I played the demo. It, it does play like Yakuza, which is great. But part of the reason why I love Yakuza is that world and its characters not just the way the game plays uh i like fist of the north star but uh you know i'm not a hard i'm not a huge fan of it i'm not a huge fan of the whole post-apocalyptic thing um but it 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 is fun uh so i was gonna pick it up and then i saw it's 60 dollars, and i'm like mm, nope i will wait until this game is, i will not pay any more than $40 for this game. And I, you know, it's so yeah, I, I do it all the time. Um, every week, every weekend, the PlayStation network seems to have some sort of 
flash sale or publisher sale or something like that. And I check it every Friday just to see if there's something there that I would purchase. And look, you can spot these a mile away. Like Darksiders 3, for example, is going to be a great $20 game. That's going to be a fucking fantastic (laughs) $20 game. But you best be damned if I'm not paying $60 for that fucking thing. No way, no how. Not in a million fucking years would you ever get me to pay 60 but I'll sure should pay 20 and enjoy and enjoy my $20 worth out of it. You better believe it. So, yeah, it's, again, it's it's all about it's all about how you view it and and all about what you think a game's worth. And look, I I am privileged enough to get a lot of stuff for free. Um I don't uh I don't forget that. And Call of Duty's a game that I probably wouldn't have paid $60 for uh before the beforehand, but if it went down sale down to 40 bucks, yeah, I'm sure I'll buy it for 40 bucks. Because I'll get forty dollars worth of enjoyment out of it, but maybe not sixty. So there you go. So excellent. I think that went really well. I think we should. Uh, I think we should stick with that format because uh, spurs some good discussion. Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Solid. Hopefully, you guys did too. If you did, let us know. If not, you can still let us know. We're probably still going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to uh, join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, leave us a five star review on iTunes. We'll read it on the air. If you do. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us in all the places where we are, especially on YouTube. We're still trying to build that up as much as we can. Also, quick mention, Carrie's Extra Life fundraiser is still going on. It's coming It's it's coming to the dying embers about two weeks away. Uh, she's streaming on October 27th. Uh, she will continue posting in the fan group uh, with the information on that, so check that out. Um, if you can donate, please do. Uh, I believe proceeds are going to the Children's Miracle Network, um, which is a great cause. And again, she's trying to get to her goal of $500. Uh, she's going to be playing Golden Sun. She's going to be giving away prizes during her stream. So again, check that out if you can. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we will see you the next time. See you. <laughs>